You are listening to the weekly podcast from Journey Christian Church. For more information about Journey, please check out our website at journeychristian.com. We are a community of fully devoted disciples of Jesus who reach out to love our neighbors, serve the hurting, and develop leaders for ministry. Good morning, Journey Church. How are you today? Good to see all of you here at the Apopka campus. I want to say hi to everyone at Lake County campus and online. It is a joy and just an honor to be with you today. I want to thank Pastor Dustin for the gracious invitation to come and share God's word. And I haven't booked my ticket for the 30th. I thought I'd see how I did today if they wanted to invite me back or not. But I'm supposed to be back July 30th, okay? So looking forward to being with you several times this month. I want you to know I just love your pastor. Uh, I first met Pastor Dustin and TJ in 1995. And yes, he wore Hawaiian shirts back then. And uh, yeah, guys, consistent, I'll tell you what. And I just love, had the highest respect for them. And they are faithful people. They're a faithful couple. They're faithful to each other. They're faithful to Jesus Christ and the calling on their life. They're faithful to shepherd people, to lead people, to disciple people, to make Jesus known. When I think of, of, of pastors around the country, Kevin and I, Pastor Kevin and I were talking about a bunch we mutually know last night. At the top of the list of faithfulness is Pastor Dustin and TJ. So I want to encourage you, Journey Church, you have been blessed of God to have Pastor Dustin as your pastor. I want to encourage you to get behind him, follow his leadership, be faithful, and let's see what God's going to do in this church and through this church to impact this community and around the world. Amen? I also want to thank the elders and the church for giving Pastor Dustin time away. This is so important. It's time away for him to just be refreshed spiritually, physically, emotionally. It's more important than ever before. Latest surveys show that pastors are facing incredible mental health crisis today. And so for you to give time to your pastor to go and be refreshed is a huge blessing, a huge gift. I look at it like tithing. You're giving him one month, you're going to get 11 months that are way more than if you had 12 months, okay? And uh, so thank you, thank you for being so kind and so generous to your pastor. Thank you, elders of Journey Church, for doing that. Hey, listen, we're going to have fun today. I know three things about everyone listening in the room. By the way, you got to bring your A game today. 8.30 was alive, and they were with it, and uh, they helped me, okay? So you going to help me? Yeah! Ooh, I can see I already like this section right here. And, uh, yep. You guys going to bring it over here? All right, all right, here we go. All right, hey, we all live by faith in everyday lives. Turn to someone and say, you live by faith. You live by faith. We all do. I mean, yesterday I flew in the Orlando airport. I drove here. That was a faith journey. <laughs> you get on the interstate and road systems around here, it's by faith. Amen? Amen. I'll tell you what, every time when you came in today, you sat down. I doubt that anyone got down on their knees, inspected the chair. I don't know if this will hold me or not. Let me look. Let me see if the church bought cheap stuff or the real good stuff. No, you just by faith sat down and trusted that the chair would hold you up. Can I get a witness? Where well, you're all sitting. That is the witness. Okay. Listen, when you go to an ATM and you stick your card in, I mean, that's got all your information. You're trusting by faith. It's going to give you your card back and the money you're asking for. Amen? Amen. When you go to a restaurant, you don't know what's happened to that hamburger patty, that steak. You just hope it didn't hit the floor. You hope if it did, they grilled that baby enough that it's clean again, okay? We live by faith every day. We really do. So I know that about all of us. Listen, I, don't know, I know this also. Everyone listening wants to have more faith. 
wants to live with greater faith. I believe that about you. And I believe, number three, all of us, when it's all said and done, we want to have faithfulness in our life. We want to be faithful people. We want to hear our Lord and Savior, our God, Jehovah God, say one day, welcome, good and faithful servant. Amen? Amen. We want that. We desire that. But sometimes we get confused in what that means. Our series is called Analog Christian, and the the text for this series is from a, a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Galatia. It's found in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 and 23. It says, but the Spirit, the Holy Spirit produces. Who produces? Okay, we don't produce these fruit. We cooperate with the Holy Spirit who produces these fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Today, I want us to press in together, Journey, at every place. I want us to press in to faithfulness and not forgetfulness. We'll explain that as we go on more this morning. In both the Old Testament and New Testament, faith and faithfulness are, are one. They're linguistically connected as one. They're practically connected as one. Uh, faith and faithfulness are the same. You can't have one without the other. Sometimes we think that you can have one and not have the other. We think you could live by faith. But our society has shown there are people in ministry all around the world who we would say are people of faith are people who have great faith, and yet we've seen a lot of people crash and burn a lack of faithfulness. What I would say to all of us is that they may have faith in God, and they may have faith to trust God, but in everyday life there comes a point where they stopped having faith in what the Holy Spirit was asking them to do or not do, and they became unfaithful. You see, God is calling us to these things. We've kind of divided the terms. Uh, We've separated them. In fact, we've made one greater than the other. We all want to be people of great faith. Isn't that right? I mean, sometimes I'll pray like this, Lord, if you will call me to something great for your kingdom, if you'll call me to do something great for you, Jehovah God, I will step out in faith. We sing songs about it. We want to walk in deeper faith. We want more faith. We want to do great things for God and his kingdom. But at the same time, I'll find myself reading the word of God in my daily time with God and he'll say, hey, hey, Kyle, I want you to love your enemies. Well, okay. Hey, Kyle, I want you to love your wife the way that Christ loved the church and gave his life for it. Hey, Kyle, I want you to make disciples everywhere you go. Hey, Kyle, I want you to trust me. I want you to give the first tenth of everything that I give you back to me in worship. And sometimes in my daily living, I want to be a person of great faith. Lord, call me to that thing of great faith and I will be faithful. I will step out in faith. But in my daily time, the Holy Spirit speaks to me and sometimes I don't respond. Have you ever been there? It's through those everyday responding yes to the Holy Spirit that he produces the fruit of faithfulness in our lives. Jesus said like this, if you are faithful in the little things, you will be faithful 
and the large ones. In other words, if you have faith in the everyday things I ask you to do through the word, through my spirit speaking to your spirit, if you'll be faithful to that, if you'll have faith in those moments, I will produce faithfulness in your life. Let's press in today to faithfulness. Can we do that? Let's pray. Father God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we come to you in worship. There's no one like you. You are faithful. Your promises are yes and amen. So today, would you, Holy Spirit, produce faithfulness in us. In the name of Jesus, we pray and believe. All God's people said, amen. amen. Genuine faith is always expressed in embodied faithfulness. This is a quote from Pastor J. Kim in his book, uh, Analog uh, Christian. Genuine faith is always expressed in embodied faith. In other words, you cannot separate faith and faithfulness. The Bible doesn't, and neither can we, even though we try to do just that. The people of God, though, have long struggled with faithfulness. We look in the, in, in the Old Testament and read about the people of God. We look in the New Testament and Corinthians and other places, and we see that the people of God struggle with faithfulness. We look at each other. We look in the mirror. Sometimes we struggle with faithfulness. Is that true? Yeah, we do. The main reason we struggle with faithfulness in our lives is our propensity to forget about the faithfulness of God. The main reason we struggle with faithfulness is that we forget about God and how good he's been to us, how much he's blessed us and how he's, he's always shown up and how he is faithful and his promises are true in our lives. We forget and tend to stop living by faith. I love in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 12, uh, Moses is having a conversation with the children of Israel. They're about to step into Canaan, the promised land. Moses is not going to be able to go. God's already told him that. But he's pleading with the children of Israel. Listen to what he says. Be careful not to forget the Lord who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. They saw miracle after miracle after miracle. Be careful not to forget the Lord. They had lived 40 years of miracles every day. Be careful not to forget the Lord. In chapter 9, Moses is retelling a story. He says, this is how we've lived in the past. This, this is how your ancestors lived. It happened years and years before when Moses was going up Mount Sinai to get the Ten Commandments. He was there 40 days with the Lord. God was faithful to him. He didn't have food or water for 40 days, but God sustained him. That's our faithful God, amen? That's physically impossible, but supernaturally possible. While he was up there, God says, hey, go down. Those people who you let off out of captivity, they've turned from me. It's just like a parent almost, huh? Hey, you know, the, 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 the dad says to mom, hey, your child. The mom says that, your child did this. <laughs> I thought it was our child. Where did our go? God says, hey, Moses, your people. Hey, I thought they were your people, you know? But God says, your people. So Moses is going down the mountain. He's carrying the Ten Commandments on the tablets. And he sees the children of Israel forgetting their God. Listen to what he says. There below me I could see that you had sinned against the Lord your God. You had melted gold and made a calf idol for yourselves. How quickly you had turned away from the path the Lord had commanded you to follow. Listen, they turned away quickly because they forgot. They forgot the faithfulness of God. They forgot the goodness of God. 
They forgot that there's only one God. They forgot the teachings of God. And they begin to worship idols. Pastor J. Kim says this, faithfulness erodes, or forgetfulness erodes faithfulness. Will you say that with me? Forgetfulness erodes faithfulness. Always. When we forget about God, when we forget about his faithfulness, his promises, his goodness to us, our faithfulness experiences erosion in our lives. He goes on to say, collective forgetfulness leads to communal idolatry. In other words, when, as a group, we begin to forget the things of God, it can lead us as a group, even as a, a gathering of Christ's followers, it could lead us to idolatry. Some of the ways that happens in, in, in 21st centuries, we, we begin to worship and, and cherish tradition more than God's instruction. Are you with me? Uh, we've always done this. This is the way we need to do it. And yet God says nothing about that. That's tradition. But we worship that as an idol. What's happening? Collective forgetfulness. We get more tied up in what we want instead of what God desires for us as a church. It leads to idolatry. Dan Coffer, a neurologist at the University of North Carolina, warns that our growing reliance on smartphones and digital devices is causing atrophy of the brain. Have you been forgetting stuff? Now you know the cause. It's your phone. It's your iPad. All right? It's not, that's you're growing older. It's your iPhone. Okay? It's your Android. But think about that. When I, when I, when I was a kid, I probably knew 25, 30 phone numbers. You know, we had phones that had a cord on it, and you had to turn that thing around, that rotor. And I, everyone that was really important in my life, I knew their phone number. I mean, I knew it. For the rest, they were just kind of fringe. We had a Rolodex or a phone book. Anyone know what a phone book is? All right. All right. So we had that. Today, I can tell you four phone numbers. I don't even know the phone number of where I work. I don't. But I can tell you four phone numbers. And the only reason I can do that is because when I got them, I got them in order. Mine, add one number. My wife, add one number. Oldest daughter, add one number. Youngest daughter. That's the only four numbers I know. Why? Because I don't need to anymore. So my brain kicks that out. It kicks it out. Listen to what J. Kim says. Oh, don't miss this. Drowning in the frenetic rush of information coming at us from every which way in the digital age, we go about our days often forgetting about God, his love for us, his unfolding story in the world, and our identity in him. And in our forgetfulness, we find ourselves anxious and uncertain. If there were ever two words that describe our culture today, it's anxious and uncertain. You see, Christians, we can get so caught up in, in just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. 
comparing, 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 that we begin to forget about our great God, Jehovah. We begin to forget about him. So how do we not forget about God? How do we press in and remember so that we can live faithful lives? I want to give you three things. Number one, take the necessary steps this week to help you remember God and his faithfulness. You say, well, how do I do that, Kyle? Let me give you a verse. This is from Psalms 77. I love this verse. The psalmist says, but then I recall all you have done, O Lord. How long would that take? How long would that take in your life if you sat down with a piece of paper or even if you used your digital device and opened up a note? How long would it take you to write down all that God's done in your life? Why don't you do that? Why don't you begin to form a list and just add to it as every time something comes to your mind of the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God, how he showed up in your life, his love, his goodness, his provision, his faithfulness to you. He says, I remember your wonderful deeds of long ago. They are constantly in my thoughts. Constantly. Say that word with me. Constantly. I cannot stop thinking about your mighty works. So what do you do? Listen, in our, in our alone time, just go back through that list. God, oh wow. Yeah, I remember that. Wow, 2013. You were amazing, God. Thank you. I didn't know how I'd get through that, but you brought me through. And your family, everyone make a list. When you get together once a week, once a month, twice a month, just talk about the faithfulness and the goodness of God. Remember how he's been faithful to you. Write it down. Talk about his goodness. Just remember it. When you gather as a, as a small group, talk about the faithfulness of God. We're hit, hit on every side with things coming at us and coming at us and coming at us. What we need is hope, and hope comes from us talking about the goodness and the faithfulness of God in our lives. He has been faithful to you. He has. But we forget and that leads to our unfaithfulness. But the Holy Spirit desires to produce faithfulness in every one of our lives. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 18 says, So commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these words of mine. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your foreheads as reminders. This is like called a phylactery. It's a little box. They would tie their hands or tie their forehead. Why? So they wouldn't forget the goodness of God, the words of God, the truths of God. And yet they became so religious with that, they forgot, even though it was tied to their forehead. We too have phylacteries. We have crosses. I wear this bracelet every day. It reminds me to, love, to go global and to love local. Why? Because God loves the world. We wear shirts. We have social media phylacteries that remind us of the goodness of God. The goodness of God. Do you have a family? Moses goes on to say, teach to you, them to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. Basically, tell your family all the time about the goodness and faithfulness of God. Amen? Amen. 
talking about the instructions of God all the time. When our girls were young, uh, my father-in-law uh, ran a Christian radio station in Lynchburg, Virginia. And this was in the days of cassette tapes. Anybody remember cassette tapes? And uh, after eight track, God bless us. And uh, there's this program that they played on this radio station every day called Adventures in Odyssey. Any, 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 any followers? Yeah. Well, he sent us every tape of every show they ever did. We listened to those sayings all the time. Every night when our girls would go to bed, they would listen to an episode. Our oldest daughter, she was sneaky. I'd hear that tape recorder pop up, tape come out, she'd turn it over, play the other side. We're in the car on a trip. We're going, to, going shopping. Tape's in. It's teaching us about the faithfulness of God. It's teaching us about God, about his goodness, about his love, about his character, how he wants to work in our life. Here's the, here's the kicker. I'd find myself by myself on a trip. What am I popping in? Adventures in Odyssey. Because <laughs> I just learned so much about God. What are you doing to teach your family about God, to talk about God? Just, just talk about it. Re review. Relive the faithfulness, the goodness of God. Deuteronomy 11.20, Moses says, Write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. If you were to walk up to my house today, first thing you would see on the, next to the door is a verse from Joshua. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You walk in the house, the first thing you're going to see is a cross. You take a few steps to the right, you're going to see the word that says, Yeshua, Messiah. Throughout the house, you're going to see things about God. Why? We want our house to remind us about God, about his goodness, about his faithfulness in our lives. We've got to remember the things of God journey. Otherwise, we'll just get so busy in life doing our thing, doing our thing, trying to not be anxious and all this stuff and trying to get ahead and we'll forget about God. Hebrews chapter 10, the writer of Hebrews says, let us tightly, hold tightly without wavering to this hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Can I say amen? amen? Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. What's this verse? What's the writer of Hebrews saying? Get together with other believers. Gather in small groups. Come to worship. You know, the average churchgoer in America goes to church 1.2 times a month. It's a wonder we forget. But that's not you. Turn to someone and say, that's not you. No, it's not. I believe that about you, Journey. Number two, reframe your understanding of faith and faithfulness. The writer of Hebrews says in chapter 11, verse 6, and it is impossible to please God without what? Faith. faith. Without faith. In the 90s, I had the privilege to be discipled by a man named Ron Proctor. He poured his life into me. Probably one of the greatest disciples disciple maker I've ever been around. He gave his life to making disciples. And he gave me a working definition of faith that I will never forget. And as I apply it to my life, it's life-changing. I will tell you, I don't always apply it to my life, but when I do, it's life-changing. Here it is. Faith, is, well, before we read it, Journey, do we believe that God's word is true? Yes. Like, no question, God's word is true. Yes. All right, I just want to make sure. 
Okay, see what Pastor Dustin's been teaching here. Anyway, so God's word is true. Faith is choosing. Say choosing with me. Choosing. To live as though the Bible is true. Oh, you say, but Kyle, it is true. Yes, but could it be that sometimes we live like it's not true? Yes. I know it's, it's true in my life. So it's choosing to live as though the Bible is, is true, regardless of circumstances, emotions, or cultural trends. Listen, this is everywhere we're going to be tempted to be unfaithful. We find ourselves in some circumstances like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if God can get me out of this. Or I, I feel this. I just feel this. I know God's word says, but I feel this. Choosing to live as though it's true, regardless of how I feel. Well, the culture, everyone's doing it. The culture says it's okay. Choosing to live as though the Bible is true, regardless of culture. That's faith. And this kind of faith in our daily living is faithfulness. It is faithfulness. Number three. Become desperately reliant upon the Holy Spirit. Say that with me. Become desperately reliant upon the Holy Spirit. He is God. He lives in you. We must become desperately reliant upon him. That means when we wake up, first thing is, before you pick up that phone, Holy Spirit, please take control today. Guide my thoughts. Guide my emotions. Guide my faith. Let me choose to live as though the Bible is true today. When, you, when you're on the road, Holy Spirit, fill me. <laughs> when you're walking into a meeting, Holy Spirit, take control. When you're facing something, it's a choice right in front of you. Holy Spirit, give me the faith to choose what God says, what you say. You see, it's in every day. Listen to this. Listen. It's in every day, in the little things, when the Spirit of God speaks to you, He says, hey, you don't have to go that way. You can go this way. He's always going to provide an escape, okay? He says, hey, I, I want you to do this. I want, I want you to stop doing this. It's our every day, moment by moment, by faith, saying yes to the Holy Spirit that the, then the Holy Spirit takes and produces faithfulness in our lives. He does it as we cooperate with him by saying yes. Look at this verse in Galatians 5.25. I love this verse. Since we are living by the Spirit. This is Journey Church right here. Since we are living by the Spirit, by the Spirit. Let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. We don't get to separate out the parts we want to be in control of. If you want to have the Holy Spirit produce faithfulness in your life, then let the Holy Spirit be in charge in every part of your life. Every part. I want you to stand with me and I want you if you don't mind, I'm going to ask you to do something maybe you, you, you're comfortable doing, maybe you're uncomfortable. I don't care. I'm going to ask you to do it anyway. 
Why don't you just put your hands out just like this to receive. I'm going to ask you right now as best you know how just silently right now to tell the Holy Spirit the answer is yes to whatever he says. Go ahead, tell him. Yes, Holy Spirit. The answer is yes. By faith, it's yes. Oh, with your hands open like that, I believe the Holy Spirit right now is pouring out faith over everyone in this room, everyone at Lake County, everyone online. He's pouring out faith into your spirit right now. He's renewing your spirit. He's given you faith to say yes in everyday life. And he is producing the fruit of faithfulness in you. Journey Church will be known as a faithful church. A faithful gathering of people who are faithful to their faithful God. More, Lord. More. Give it to them, Holy Spirit. More. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Jesus, for your faithfulness. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your faithfulness. Help us not to forget you, but to talk about you often, to press into you, to remember, to recall, to speak of your goodness to us, of your faithfulness to us. Mark every person who's listening today with your faith, Holy Spirit. And mark them with faithfulness. Maybe you're saying, I, I haven't been faithful. Oh, that's in the past. Today's the first day of the rest of your life. And the Holy Spirit is producing faith and faithfulness in you to the glory of God. And all God's people said, Thanks for listening to the weekly podcast from Journey Christian Church. If this message was a blessing to you, be sure to click the follow button and share it with your family and friends. For more information about Journey Christian Church, please go to journeychristian.com.